0: The Apple Watch is getting its first major revamp to its operating system this fall, and can FaceTime spur Apple TV hardware sales? This, plus the fundamental change coming to all of Apple's operating systems, all in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. So these past few weeks, we've been covering Apple's announcements from WWDC. And in this episode, we're going to cover tvOS and the general shift towards widgets, which ties into the changes that are coming in our first topic, watchOS 10. Uh, Just as a little aside off the bat, uh, when I was writing up my notes and stuff, I kept writing watchOS 17, (laughs) and I wish they would change the number 8. Even though it is watchOS 10.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be the weirdest. we talked about this before. That would be the strangest one to just jump many, many numbers because they've, they've had it for a while now. But tvOS o- TV did it. But I don't think anyone really has any idea what number operating system their Apple TV is on. WatchOS, you, you're kind of keenly aware of it. But um, if there was one that was going to jump, it would be the- just jump them all to 20. That's, that's what I say. Yeah. Every single thing. Go to tw- like next year. Just say this is all. This is OS iOS twenty and, and Watch OS twenty. Right. Then they're all they're all jumping or or
2: get rid of the numbers. You know,
0: or that or that iOS because they're trying to do that with macOS. Right. Because uh, you know there's Vision O I, I, and I don't didn't mean to get on a whole uh, <laughs> version numbering tangent right off the bat. But there's then there's Watch there's a Vision OS coming and what number is that going to be? So
2: I guess one, it's not going to have a number until two comes out, you know,
0: that's true. You're right. It, the first version never has a number. That's true.
1: Uh, macOS is the strangest one because like we know uh, Sonoma is 14, but they don't actually even call it that on the website. It's just Mac OS Sonoma. So like it, it is fourteen, and it's really like what fifty-seven. Like I don't even know what number it would be if you counted all of them the way they were supposed to be
0: counted, because it was macOS ten for like two decades. But we're talking about Watch OS ten, and it's gonna have a major shift, as indicative of a shift that's happening throughout all of Apple's devices through macOS, iPhone, and iPad. Yeah,
2: you, you mentioned in the intro; it's their first major revamp, and Kind of their second, like that Watch one where they didn't have any third party apps or anything. That that felt like a, a beta run-up and then Watch two where they actually had third party apps and, and stuff like that. That was that was kind of a big change, I think I feel. And then it's been that way since uh nine years or
1: something. <laughs> like Yeah, the, the, the first the first version had those glances. Thing And it, it kind of deprioritized apps in, in a way because they weren't running natively on the device, they are running on the phone. And they, were, they weren't they were great. They were pretty laggy. They were slow. They were pokey. So Apple kind of offloaded a lot of the stuff to those glances, which I thought were, was a good idea at the time. Like that was my, one of my favorite things about the first Apple Watch uh, OS. And then they very quickly went away from that and focused on apps. Which glances
2: went away. In, well, WatchOS 2 – allowed there to be apps and glances went away in WatchOS 3 but yeah but there was not even any third-party apps and there were just all you got is like notifications and stuff on your watch and stuff for WatchOS 1 and then you know by watch os 2 there were like games and all kinds of stuff you know and there's but they're actually changing the ui and everything for the first time and i mean they've added features forever but they keep adding features but
0: so the major change that we're going to get in watch os 10 is something called the smart stack which is essentially a collection of widgets
1: it's it's not unlike the the siri watch face that they already have it's similar to that but uh yeah it's it's a bit more widgety and the idea is that you don't even really need to jump into an app using the home screen you kind of your, these things, these cards pop up throughout the day, and if you see something you like, you tap it, in and it'll take you
2: to it. Otherwise, you know, you just kind of dismiss it and and go about your day. Yeah, there's a change to the major interface, uh, the, the the standard way you operate your your Apple Watch. That right now, rolling the crown changes things about the watch face you're using. It it'll change the size of the numbers, or you know, something like that. And that's for the most part going away through most of the watch faces and scrolling the crown up shows that stack of widgets that, you know, is based on the apps that you use throughout the day and where, what your location is and all the other stuff that makes a smart stack of widgets on your iPhone. It's it's trying to get those things. They're pretty smart. They can be things like if there's a timer, it'll be the last timer you set you know so if you always I, I when I make coffee in the morning I always have a timer if I don't use the coffee machine so every morning the top widget of my stack is a one minute timer you know stuff like that it's that
1: so the the smart stacks there on any watch face
2: like as long as you
1: you just flip that dial or spin the dial and then it, it pops up yep it doesn't matter what face you have on
2: I, I'm I haven't tried every face. Um, I think there may be some legacy, because it's still very, very beta, there may be some legacy faces that's not operating that way. Um, But I don't know if that's just like, that's a bug or, or, or they haven't updated that face yet or whatever. Can you turn it off? Like, do you have to have it on? I don't know that there's a setting to like, just disable the feature entirely. Whether there is or isn't, I would not say is necessarily... Indicative of that's the way it's going to launch because, again, it's such early beta. But the uh, other core sort of buttons and stuff have changed a little bit. You used to swipe up from the bottom of the screen to get control center. Uh, Now swiping up from the bottom of the screen is the same thing as rolling the crown. It, It gives you your stack. And you press the side button to get control center, which you used to Tap uh, to flip between – it used to show your apps, and you flip between apps and stuff. So pressing the crown shows your the the
1: dock, as they called it.
2: Yes. Tapping the crown, clicking the crown once gives you your list of apps. Double-clicking it gives you the dock. Tapping the button brings up Control Center. And double-tapping the button still brings up your Apple Pay thing. Yeah, they
1: that, that, that button has gone through many iterations. They don't quite know what to do with it yet. <laughs> it was a contacts button, then it became a, uh, I think it was a uh, was something before, then it was a dock. Now it's a control. Control center probably makes the most sense because you do have to go in there, here and there, like theater mode and silencing things and pinging your phone, stuff like that. So that's probably a, a, a smarter way to use that button.
2: I feel like uh, control center is one of those things that a lot of people don't get as much use out of as they maybe should on the on the phone too but it's especially useful on the watch where you don't want to sit there and try and tap and swipe on a tiny little screen and everything you you just want to do these major things
0: I haven't used watch OS 10 the watcher OS 10 beta would you say that? The the hardware controls, the dial and the button are being involved more in the UI or they're just being remapped or-
2: It's kind of, I just think remapped and I think it's remapped in such a way that it makes it, it's going to be a little easier to get at some of the things that you want than it used to be. Like swiping up from the bottom of the screen to do control center wasn't always intuitive. My, my wife doesn't really understand. Like, I, I, she, I've I told her to do it a hundred times to ping her phone. She does it to ping where her phone is. And she still doesn't quite get, like, oh, just like swiping up on the bottom edge is control center. I should do that. Right. I have to, it's like a reminder because it's not, there's no visual indicator. There's no button. There's no anything there. All these things where you swipe off from the edge of your phone or your watch or anything are just really not discoverable. Except by accident, and then you don't know why this thing is on your screen. <laughs> it's yet yeah, like at least the notification shade gets a little dot. Like you have notifications as a dot at the top of your watch. You kind of get that if you touch that dot, you see the little thing peek down. You go, Oh, okay. So this just kind of makes a little more sense. And there's that animation when you swipe, it's the, you see the cards come up, fade up and, and, slide up from the bottom of the screen and it's the same as you did when you rotated the crown and you go, oh, that's just another way to see these cards. Like so I think they're just making things a little more discoverable and a little easier to to see that way.
0: And the use of widgets isn't just an Apple Watch thing. It's going to be something that is going to be predominant with Mac OS and iPhone and the iPad. Apple's making it easier for people to quickly access their uh, app data through these widgets.
2: Yeah. And they're making widgets interactive, which is the other thing that everyone's been saying for years, you know, cause this has been obviously on Android forever, you know? So right now any widget can show whatever data it shows you. If you tap on the widget, you open the app and that best they can have different areas that take you directly into a part of that app. But you can't do anything. And uh, with the update on every platform, less so on the watch because those widgets are very small. So the, those widgets are limited to doing things like pausing a timer or something. But widgets on iPhone, iPad, and Mac will be interactive to the degree where you can do things like check off things from a list and you know, start the climate control on your car and all these other things like without opening the apps. You just tap them and do it. Like they used to be for the Mac fans, like like ye old widget, ye ye widgets of old, except now uh, with sort of tighter controls to make them all kind of look more uniformly the same. Not the same, but like they belong. Yeah, back in um,
1: uh, Mac OS ten point four Tiger had something called introduced something called Dashboard, which was like an interface running under the OS under your desktop. Yeah, me too. And it, you know, it, it had all these little, these little interactive widgets, and you could do third-party ones, and it was, it was pretty cool. You could actually even like get in there and and, and tweak them and, and design them yourself. They were they were great. It did it, I guess it never really caught on because in uh, Yosemite, that would, like it, it, they brought in that notification thing, and that was it. Like t- uh, that 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 whole dashboard, a uh, dashboard system, just just went away, and. They brought back widgets last year on the or two years ago, whatever it was on the on the side, which isn't great. Yeah, just the so notification now they'll be on your shade, desktop. You know, yeah, which I, you know we all use for like weather and stuff, but they're not. It's it's not the best. So now they'll be on your desktop for better or worse, and we'll see if they become a part of you know like people's macOS workflow. Now I'm 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 curious to see if if on especially on on the Mac. If they're adopted, or people just you know, saying, "I'm not, I'm not using these."
2: Yeah, you can just drag them straight off of your notification shade, or back to it, and onto your desktop. Um, and when you're adding notifications in uh, macOS Sonoma, you actually get a list of here's all the here's all the widgets that are available on your iPhone as well, as long as your iPhone is nearby. As long as it's like on the same Wi-Fi network or whatever. So uh, and you can add those to your desktop without ever installing those apps or anything, which is pretty incredible. Like you can just have your app, your your widget for, you know, Robinhood or whatever, you know, just any anything that you've got on your phone on your Mac desktop without having that app, see that data that on your Mac desktop, like it's coming from your phone. And because they're interactive, actually interact with them and it will send the command to your phone and do the thing on your phone without you ever having to touch it. It's pretty great. (laughs) It's it's really limited right now because third-party app developers can't publish apps that target the new OSs to the app store. So they don't have interactive widgets and stuff yet. You can only use the old style non-interactive widgets but already you can just see how you're like oh this is i i definitely want to do this like this just means i don't have to pick up my phone and look at it
0: <laughs> i wonder how much widgets will be adopted by a lot of mac users because i know a lot of mac users use their desktop as basically their documents folder oh yes and it's littered with icons of you know and so Well, uh, I can, those people won't be, won't
1: be using it. Like that's not who this is for. This is for the uh, millions of people who just bought a MacBook Air within the last five years and their iPhone is their primary device. And you know, now it's, it's making the Mac more like the iPhone. Like there's a, there are legions and I count myself among them of Mac people who they're very set in their ways and a new up, a new update doesn't really change anything all that much. Because we've been using the Mac for, you know, decades and we we, we have the the setup the way we like it. It does what we want to do. Like, those people aren't using Stage Manager. Like, they're using, you know, just a regular normal
2: system of multitasking. But for a lot of Mac users who wish Dashboard could come back, right, this is kind of the next best thing because – the same, instead of hitting your show me my dashboard shortcut, you're hitting the show me my desktop shortcut. But you get the same thing. You get all these widgets. They're interactive. And you get one better. You get all the widgets from your iPhone. Even if you're not using them on your iPhone, <laughs> they just have to be available. And even if those apps and stuff don't exist on your your Mac. Um, so, yeah, for for all those people who just like, geez, I wish I had dashboard back. This is kind of, they gave it to you and they made it better.
0: Uh, as I've said on this show before, I, I'm i not a big watch wearer, even though I have an Apple Watch. And I actually, my Apple Watch is a Series 4, so it's time to upgrade.
2: But now I'm more, a little more enthusiastic about upgrading. You will get WatchOS 10, but there's quite a number of things that require a Series seven or eight uh to work
0: yeah the idea that uh it's it adds a little more incentive now i'm a little more interested in upgrading my watch now um and and because i think i will use it more
1: yeah series four i mean that's the problem with you know and just the inherent problem with smartwatches. like watches are a collectible thing for a lot of people they keep them for, for generations. They pass them down. That You can't do that with an Apple Watch. Like Apple had that first generation solid gold $17,000 thing and they tried to pass it off as like this like timepiece and all right, but you can't like it stopped being updated many years ago. So it's just like a paperweight at this point. So that's the problem. Once, you know, as the technology advances, it's not something that you can keep and love. You just got to get rid of it and get a new one.
2: Besides just the sort of major interface updates, there's a there's a bunch of little new stuff that I appreciate. Um, they've just changed the the UI in a lot of little ways. Like when a workout ends, the the way you either end a workout or add an, another different exercise activity to your workout and stuff has been that whole flow is just changed, um, and it's easier. It's like less complicated and it requires less scrolling or tapping small things and stuff. There's cool stuff like like you a lot of times when I go to the gym I u- I use the stationary bike. When you do any biking activity, you can open you can open the fitness app on your phone and get like a readout on your phone of your, you know, distance and pace and zone and all that other stuff, which for people who ride a bike outdoors and you have a mount for their phone you can see all that info right it's not it's not all stuck on your watch little things like that there's there's a whole bunch of little things like that throughout the experience the the hiking trail stuff in the compass app now like will mark the last place you had wireless uh connectivity so if you need to go back, backtrack to, to get a message out or something. You can do that. Lots of stuff. Don't forget about the Snoopy watch face. I, I, I legit love the Snoopy watch face. I am not kidding. It is, uh, there's that, there's another one called palette that I can't stand. It's, it's, it's got too much color shifting and doesn't give me clear information and I don't like it, but the Snoopy one has I'm seeing new animations still, like every day. It has all kinds of new animation animations. They they correspond to kind of the time of day, like waking. It'll have him waking up in the morning or being tired at night. It they'll interact with the watch hands, all kinds of stuff. It's it's great. I'm literally delighted every time I look at my <laughs> watch. It's really, it's going to be really hot today. It has them, it has Snoopy in a little like inflatable pool and a bunch of Woodstocks come down and land in it. It's just a new thing. I've never seen it before in in weeks of wearing this. It's just because it's hot today. They keep doing all this stuff. I just want them to keep adding Snoopy and Woodstock stuff to this watch face. It's going to be a hit. They've done this,
1: they've done this before with, I think, Toy Story. Yes, the thing where Toy Story
2: had one, and they had a, and a Mickey thing. and Minnie watch Mickey faces Mouse. that looked like the old analog ones. The Toy Story ones were not even close to being on this level. This is so much more variety and animation, and um, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> it is, I mark my words: when you put WatchOS 10 on your thing, you're going to try this out, and you're going to love it. It is just a reminder that that Apple.
1: In this weird timeline where it owns the entire Peanuts catalog, <laughs> which is just, like, very strange. For someone who grew up with, with Peanuts and, you know, the Great Pumpkin and all that stuff, like, that's Apple property now.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is weird.
0: You will also be able to watch FaceTime video messages on the Apple Watch. That's pretty cool. And it works with... Uh, the new name drop feature where you can exchange contact information. Yeah. I don't know if we're ever going to get to a point where
1: the Apple watch has a little camera built into the front end. You can do a FaceTime call on the go, yeah. but this is, this is good. FaceTime video messages in general are is, is smart because like there's a whole generation of people below me that like, that's how they talk. Right. Yeah. Like they exactly. just make FaceTime calls for everything. Which I, that's, that doesn't compute with me, but uh, there's a lot of people who do, and, and those, those messages
2: are important. I was at the grocery store yesterday, and there's somebody walking around the grocery store yeah. on a FaceTime call. and All the, time. Yeah, all the and, time. And, and they're not the going, I've done that, but I've done that to go like, hey, which of these things am I supposed to get? It, the, the, it's not clear on the list, and I'm showing what's on the shelf. This wasn't that. They're just walking around with their right. cart, They're having just talking, a I know. public <laughs> conversation that everyone can hear on FaceTime. Yeah. It's not speakerphone; it's FaceTime too. Yeah. I I don't get it. I it, that I don't either. It. But it, it like it's it's just like a that's how these they
1: grew up, and that's the calls that they yeah. make. Yep. Yeah. The only FaceTime call I make is like you know my parents when I my son's in the room. Like I don't use it, but there's a yeah. lot. Like it's from like the. I want to say like twenty five ish, like that's their primary method of, of calling. So, the the uh, video messages that'll that'll be right. If
2: you miss for, somebody on anyway. a FaceTime call, that that's nothing. Which happens a lot. It's just a missed call. So b- being able to leave a message, I haven't been able to test that out because they the person on the other end also needs iOS seventeen. Uh, and you mentioned the name drop thing where you bring your phone next to somebody's to it, the the top of your phone next to the top of their phone to exchange uh, contact info and you could, uh, your contact poster and card. I haven't tried that either, but uh, Apple says that's coming to the watch uh, or, or at least the watch as a receiver for that. I don't think you can send your info that way. That's coming in an update later this year. So that'll be 10.1 or 10.2 or something.
0: Is there anything about the watch where it can't work watch-to-watch watch. name drop on the watch os 10 preview page
1: it says um easily share your contact information with a new friend just tap on the my card complication and bring
0: your apple watch face to face with their apple watch so it does work so they do say, say it but they haven't they're, they're not like doing any promo they're images not, they're not really promo yeah promo. they show it's, it's, it's not bringing
2: a, the phone next to somebody's watch which seems a lot more a lot easier it's
1: spotlighted on the ios 17 page not so much on the Watch OS 10 page. It's just like one of those also also
2: features.
0: So that's Watch OS 10. We'll get that in the fall.
2: Yeah, it almost always comes simultaneously with with iOS, and that's in part because uh, the Watch app is on the iPhone, and they pair together. And it's I mean the, the Watch as as much as they do to separate out the apple watch and make it independent it's still very much an iphone accessory
0: but will the new apple watches this year come before or after WatchOS 10 or at the same th- time? Th- they'll be announced on a
1: tuesday in september to following monday um, the OS 10 will release, and then the following Friday they'll come out in stores. That's usually how how it works. Yeah,
2: same same pattern as uh, iOS and iPhones. They're they're tied together, and out, outside of the very first Apple Watch, they always announce them together and ship them together. The only time there was an exception was like uh, like the Ultra shipped at a different date. And there was an uh, an update to the OS that to support the Ultra, you know. And in the in the COVID year, they had a separate watch
1: event, and the iPhone event was a little bit later because of production issues. But that's extremely rare. It, it's almost certain to be September for both of them, and
0: pre orders on sale date the same. Apple also has an update to TV OS that's coming out. When I was at the WWDC keynote and they were talking about TVOS, I was kind of like, oh, here we go. There's the two minutes and then we're in and out. But when they announced the the major new feature, I kind of went, whoa, that's pretty cool. And the major new feature is that you can do FaceTime calls if you have an Apple TV 4K and it works with an iPhone.
2: Yes, it requires, I believe, at least the second gen TV 4K. The newest one is the third gen, so you don't need to have the very newest uh, Apple TV 4K, but you can't have the original Apple TV 4K. Yeah, and you need that, and you need an iPhone with iOS 17, and it does continuity camera just like your Mac. In fact, it hands off. Uh, you can start a FaceTime, and if you're near a TV, you'll get a little banner that says, "Hey, put this on your TV," you know, and you can you can do that. Jason, you've been trying this out on your Apple TV? I did try this out. I tried this out in beta 1 and it didn't work. It the, the thing was there, but it didn't work at all. And then beta 2 fixed it. It works. It doesn't. It never looked and then again, this is developer beta 2, so not baked yet, but even though I was only calling one person, it didn't have them full screen like you see in the images and stuff. It had them in a bubble, like you would see when you have multiple callers. So they were in a bubble in the middle of the screen, and I, you know, it showed my little preview down in the corner. But it did a very good job of, you know, you 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 can use your remote and select things like turning on and off center stage and portrait, and those work great. And it did a really good job of like rejecting the TV sound because that's the major thing. You're using your phone as a microphone. Right. And it's hearing your TV and you don't want this awful feedback loop to hear my wife say it. It was extraordinarily natural. And it was like, Hey, this works great. The only thing that's awkward is that you can never look at your camera. <laughs> like TVs are too big. So you, you're, if your phone is down at the bottom of the TV, you're looking awkwardly down. Or if it's at the top of your TV, you're looking awkwardly up <laughs> all the time. Kind of it's. Is a little strange, but you can move it around. It's just like continuity camera. It's wireless with anything. So you can actually move it around and put it where you want. The monitors we have,
1: same thing. Like mine is on the top. But as you say, like TVs are so big, like it's weird to look like (laughs) way up as opposed to kind of eye level.
2: They actually do correction for it on your phone. There's that feature that adjusts your eyes so that you're looking it makes it look like you're looking at the camera, even though you're looking at the screen. And to do that on the TV, they'd need to like shift your whole head because it's, it's, you're, you're like, it's like way off. So it's great if you're kind of far back and you know, like on, on your couch and you've got a good 10 feet or more, then it's it's not quite as – It's not as steep, but it's that's going to be one of those weird things. It's not the way it looks in their promo videos. Those people are not looking at the camera. (laughs) I mean, or they're not looking at the screen. I mean, they're looking at the camera and then it's making it look like they're looking at the screen. Uh, As far as other features, there's there's not a ton that they
1: talked about for tvOS, which is, you know, par for the course, I'd say. It was surprising, as Roman said, that we got any mention.
2: They don't even have like a glossy preview page up on their site for it, like they do for – and they have that for iPad, macOS, watchOS, and iOS. So, it's it's literally the only one (laughs) they don't. You can ping the remote, like if you have the second generation Siri remote, you can do the control center on your iPhone and go like, where's my remote, and it'll – um, direct you to it the, the same way the fine the mind thing
1: right with the um you u1 u1 chip the ultra, ultra wideband chip yeah
2: it can't um it can't make a noise but it can direct you to it so
0: that got a lot of cheers at the keynote I, I'm yeah well <laughs> it's still like it's a
1: it's a it's a it's a it's a much improved and really good remote but it's so thin yeah it's small like and it thin. always falls in my in my couch cushions some one of them And I'm always like, you know, I ask my son, like, "What'd you do with the remote?" He's like, "I didn't touch it." And we're looking all over, (laughs) flipping over cushions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The next gen
0: should have like a little, um, a little speaker on it, so it can make a noise. That does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 847. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld or on the Macworld Facebook page. Uh, We have one programming note. The week of July 3rd is uh, we're taking a break. We won't be posting a new episode that week because of the July 4th holiday here in the United States. So we will be back on the following week. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.